The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Meat Sacks to another dumb edition of Hysteria 51. This week Brent sits down with JP Doyle of Not Today Satan Podcast to talk his documentary Madhouse. I am bowing out on this one because I hate JP. I thought I was rid of him, it had been forever since he was on the show, but what does my opinion matter? Sivat, you're right. It has been a long time since we've had this next gentleman on. I actually looked, and JP, it was October 23rd, 2017. I had you on for Shadow People. It's been that long since you've been on the show. Yeah, man, that's that's insane to think because I I remember doing the show and it didn't it doesn't feel like it's been that long time. It's just well, I'm sure by. you updated your resume after you did it and got the tattoo and everything, you know. So yeah, I had like four more kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many does your wife know about? Uh, I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I'm cutting out. Is your Skype okay? <laughs> what what? <laughs> Uh, so before we get to your film, because this is what we're talking about, we're here to talk about uh, Madhouse, your paranormal documentary that's out, and then you got another one coming out after uh, just a little bit. So it'll be coming out soon. But what have you been up to besides that? I know you've been working on podcasts and all sorts of travel and doing this and that and the other. Give us a little uh, elevator pitch on what you've been up to. Yeah, man, we um we have a podcast called Not Today Satan. And um, it's with my uh, good friend of mine named Nick Bermea. He's actually a stand-up comedian. Who was it? Who could it possibly oh, be? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Say it. He's quick on the draw. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And um, yeah, so we just we just talk about uh, pretty much anything. It's like a free-flowing show. We kind of discuss. Uh, I feel like we have a lot of mental issues because that always ends up coming up. And. Um, <laughs> So we discuss like mental health. Uh, we also discuss, you know, comedy and we also get into conspiracies and paranormal stuff. Cause you know, I bring that How aspect you of not, this, so. right? Yeah. You have to. Yeah. That's the most interesting stuff people like hearing about. So I've been working on a show called sad times with my buddy, Kevin Crispin, who's been on the show a few times and <laughs> it, it, it's, it, we try to have some, some levity as you can when you mm-hmm. talk to people, but it's not always possible. And we talk a lot of mental health issues. And sometimes you get done recording, you're like, I need a nap or a whiskey. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Like it just is a, such heavy topic sometimes. Yeah, it, it is hard, but it's so crazy to me. I mean, I'm only, I'm 26 and I feel like I went through like a pretty big change in my life, like mentally. I think it was because I had a kid and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went through some depression and stuff, but, uh, I take it day by day and I'm, I'm honestly the happiest I've been in a very long time. Well, so. that's, that's awesome. And you know, I watch your, your posts. You've been in the gym like crazy. Yes, dude. Every, every day, Tuesdays and Saturdays, my only off day. But yeah, I yeah. Uh, fell in love with that. I didn't think I would ever be that person. Now for anyone listening, the gym is his local bar and he goes there and yeah. he's got a problem. That's what we're getting at. I meet up with uh, a bunch of dudes in the locker room all the time. 
<laughs> They're always the curling me. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got the the clean and jerks, and I'll do the the, the thrusts. <laughs> the clean and jerks. Oh man, that's or jerking funny. cleans. I don't know. Whichever. I mean, it's a choose your own adventure. Yeah, you know? yeah. Do whatever you want. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. So. When we come back, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Madhouse. But, you know, the description is four online friends meet for the first time inside the most haunted building in America to find proof for the existence of an afterlife. But they may have received more than they bargained for. How how long did it take you to put this together, this documentary? So Madhouse took five months in post, and I actually didn't edit that one. My friend Keith Campbell, uh, and he's also part of the crew. He's the one that edited Madhouse. Now, you've done a lot of editing in the past, and that is the, well, outside of filming it, that is such a labor-intensive Oh, my ordeal. God. Yes. It's so, it's so, t- it's, I get more tired doing that than I do uh, clean jerking guys in the, <laughs> in the gym locker room. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's super tedious, but uh, it's so much fun. One of the best parts about it is, I mean, you have something because you have like the video footage, of course, but it's mm-hmm. cool creating something from nothing. Like you see something in your head and then you can uh, make it happen. And that's like the rewarding part of it. You know, that's the part that makes you like have fun and doing it. But it does take a very long time. And especially I own I I use a very old uh, video editor. I use like an, a 10 year old video editor. So it like everything's even more tedious because they've they've <laughs> changed it. But I'm like, I'm so stuck on that one that I can't I'm not even trying to move on. See, the the thing is, and why I was asking that is, when we record the show, sometimes, you know, we'll do hour, hour and a half longer sometimes, and we try to condense them down, and it's so hard for me. My shortcoming is finding my narrative and being able to trim it down. I just go, I want to leave it all in. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And that's what's hard, and I, it's especially hard, I imagine, when you've been on site, you've done filming, you have all these things, you're like, well, we got... We got to cut it way down because I'm sure you had hours and hours and hours of footage. What was the runtime? Do you remember the final runtime? Um, from Madhouse, it was an hour. It was 90 minutes, like pretty much yeah. on the dot. And I mean, yeah. we're there for two days, two nights. So yeah, yeah it is a lot of footage that uh, that we have to go through. Oh, that's crazy, man! It's a a daunting task. Yeah, I don't envy any of you. <laughs> yeah, that's why on my podcast, dude, I don't even attempt to edit it it's just whatever we say goes i might edit out like names and stuff if we tell a story but um i mean we have video for it too so i do video edit that but it's super easy just lining up the audio and the video and then cutting up the edges and then that's it so yeah yeah yeah. it's hard i edit everything and i cut out ums and ahs and pauses and most of what john goforth says (laughs) it's a little more labor intensive for me yeah (laughs) all right we're gonna go to break real quick but when we come back we're gonna talk madhouse how you found the place what happened and all that. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, That's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really 
get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you you say it until you do, and then you know that that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for thirty years, and there's over twenty five different languages that you can learn, and people millions and millions of users use it because, like you said, it does seep in, and you're using it with you know you get speech recognition, and mm-hmm. it it hears you. You get to use like the built in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient, and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now. Right now, get now. started for Larry limited time. His Air Fifty One listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit Rosetta Stone. Dot com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off. RosettaStone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. So Seabot has been very excited because he wants his own pet ghost. And I told him that I don't think it really works that way. 
I'm yeah. pretty sure that you can't really talk him into it, but have you ever thought about having one of your own? Um, I don't have a pet ghost, but a pet goat would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> They'll eat everything. Exactly. My wife likes that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you did this documentary. Tell everyone about the location first, because it's really interesting. It's, it's the Madison Seminary. What was the, the draw to it for you? Um, the part that gets me, cause, you know, seminaries, of course, a, uh, like a religious, it was a Catholic type of, um, school where they had the father there and the priest and the nuns and all that good stuff. But, um, the part that really intrigued me was it used to also be an asylum, an insane asylum. And of it, course it did, right? You know, because that, everything was multi-purpose. Let's bring children in here and the criminally insane. Exactly. And that's what they did. <laughs> they did. They grouped them all together. And this one was actually a uh, woman's insane asylum so it was probably packed <laughs> but oh uh, <laughs> man all their menstrual cycles synced up it had to have been a terror dude that is insane that's a crazy period in their life i'm sure <laughs> no pun intended uh, hey all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it but the thing was too they said was the back then you know misogyny was more allowed i guess you would say and so yeah, men would just like, send their wives because they just like they didn't want to clean, so they would just like we send them. We talked about that. She's got a, a case of the whatevers, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and they would send them there because she was, I don't know, wore pants. Yep. Talked about voting. Mm-hmm. Burnt the meatloaf. Like I, I know that sounds silly. I'm not making fun of that. It literally was like that. That is just a different time when you were very much not even a second class citizen, but more like property that could be discarded yeah it's probably because most of the time they want it oral reciprocated and the guy uh-uh that ain't happening in this house you're going to insane house. <laughs> it's time to pack your bags baby yeah yeah definitely <laughs> oh man doing the show you met up with there was four of you you'd all known each other but this is your first time meeting them all in person correct yes um so i'm from texas from houston texas and then alex is from alabama Keith is from North Carolina and Steve is from New York. And wow. So yeah, yeah. all over, man. So, uh, I've been friends with Keith and Alex for a few years now, kind of like how you and I are friends on online. Yeah. And, um, I, I became friends with them and, uh, then me and Steve actually did a show, a, a paranormal podcast together. I actually interviewed him and, uh, I said, Hey man, we should get together and film something. He said, yeah, sure. And, uh, somehow this Madison seminary place came up because I'm good friends with the owner as well. And I asked oh, him, nice, can we yeah. go and film? And he's like, come up here. You get up here. It's all yours. Just come up. He was super cool about it, man. So me and Steve planned this. And Alex and Keith were actually just coming to help as cameramen because the idea behind the film originally was it was like two guys just by themselves in a big, huge abandoned building. Like the, like the daunting task of, of, you know, going attacking this thing head on with just two people yeah. and a lot of splitting up and solo parts and stuff was what the idea was going to be. And then, um, I don't know, it just changed. There was, a there was not very much planning for the first doc. It was kind of funny because we went with the intentions of just making YouTube videos. And then when we left, we were like, we did a, something really cool here. We should probably like expand on this. And then we right, turned it in right. the footage into a documentary. And it just so happened to turn into that. So this is in Madison, Ohio, correct? Yes, yes. And so you all drove a long way. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. I think Steve's drive is like eight. And to nine hours, mine was 22. Man, that's got to be such 22 hours of knowing you're going to do something that's going to make you uncomfortable for a couple days. Yeah, and it was freezing, too. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, and I'm not used to that cold down here. So what was the you know other than the you you knew the owner was that the main draw you have full access to this place that's also incredibly haunted. Yeah, man, it man, it's such a cool cool building. I mean, it has it has like it's like every paranormal investigator's wet dream. It's huge. Uh, there's crazy women haunting it. There's a <laughs> right. there, there's a Civil War hospital that's literally connected to it. So there's like two wow. buildings. Like so, it's just it's just like a playground for us. Now you had the four of you. Was there anyone else? Do you have anyone else on your team that was there filming, or was it just the four of you running everything? That, uh, for the first one, it was just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but for the second, for the one that's coming out next, uh, we actually brought a cameraman with us. Oh man, moving on up. That's right. <laughs> Making the so so when you you prepare for something like this, do you just talk about like okay, so we're going here, we're gonna do this, I'll bring this, I'll bring this because you guys had some some interesting equipment, some crazy stuff. You've got the the sound recorder that's the now what is it called? One more time. Oh, the DR sixty, which is a very famous for people that do research like you do uh, for for getting voice uh, phenomenon on tape. Mm-hmm. But you guys had some other stuff. What was the crazy, all that equipment you guys used? Picking up the ghosts and tracing them and letting them talk and it's picking up the words. Like, what what, what all did you use in your arsenal, so to speak, when you went here? So, one of the coolest devices that we got to use was, uh, it's called the Gateway. It was created by a, a friend of ours named Eric Connor, who has a YouTube channel called Epic Paranormal. Shout out. And, um, he actually made the gateway. <laughs> he actually made the gateway for Alex. And, um, it's a spirit box that just has like a bunch of extra like guitar pedals on it and stuff to kind of cancel out some of the background noise. And it also sweeps in reverse and it makes the words come out in reverse. So if you're capturing responses that are coherent to your questions, those mm-hmm. words are actually the, the, the radio is actually spitting out the sound backwards. So if you're getting oh, wow. words formed and stuff, it shows that there possibly might be some, you know, spiritual manipulation to make that happen. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's really interesting. Cool device. Yeah, and so what was the the camera that picked up entities like it would show like you guys or whoever's in there and, and picking up other stuff as well? Like it would say there's a person there when there was no person. Oh, it shows yes. it almost like predator vision kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um I think you're referring to the SLS. Um the one it's like has like stick figures. It like maps out yes. stick figures. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so SLS stands for structured light sensor, and mm-hmm. basically it's just a fancy word for a very cool hacked Xbox Connect camera. Except um, the camera is like it's made by a uh, an uh, engineer actually. His name's Bill Chapel, and he makes all the Ghost Adventures equipment, the TV show and Travel Channel. And uh-huh. they use it all the time. So basically what it does is it does the same thing a connect does. The way a connect works is it spits out like an infrared grid. So mm-hmm. if you see this camera used in a, in a, with an infrared camera, like a Sony handy camera or something, you'll see dots mm-hmm. everywhere. And right. so what it does is that's how it like measures the depth of what's in the room. So it knows when a person's there. So it, it also has software in it to identify a, a human shape based off of the dots and the depth that it gives you. So it's like a really, really advanced version of the, the grids, like the mm-hmm. laser grids kind of thing. But instead of just trying to peek into it, you're actually doing them, you know, with technology and it, and it, it did, it would draw them out mm-hmm. in the dot, the dot formations. Yeah. Uh, it, like stick figures, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah, exactly. That's what it does. Um, if anybody has a connect, they can actually go on Windows computers and download a program 
from the Windows site and you can use it for this, for this way. Now this camera is like, it's also built to like be portable and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it looked really cool. It, it looked really cool. Man, it's so cool because, you know, by theory, these spirits, they, they reside in some type of different spectrum than, than mm-hmm. we do. So if they're, if they're more towards the infrared spectrum, it's theorized that maybe this camera is putting on an infrared grid. And so that's why the dots can be manipulated easier by the spirits. And that's why Which they're is able. interesting because that's what animals can see in. Mm-hmm. And we always say, you know, <laughs> we got a dog that loves to bark at nothingness. And my wife's always like, make him stop. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really know how to make him stop. I, I, I read somewhere that animals can also sense temper- temperature changes with, or I think it's like cats. I think it's just cats, maybe, mm-hmm. but they can sense temperature changes in their mouth and the roofs of their mouths. Oh, wow. So that's why they, that's another theory on why they can, um, pick up when a spirit's around, supposedly. I'm pretty sure cats are evil, though. So, yeah. I'll take. Yeah. I'll I take. think, well, I have a three legged <laughs> cat and he, um, he's evil because he, when he takes dumps and litter boxes, sometimes his butt touches the poop because he can't hold himself up very well and he comes and rubs <laughs> it on my shirt. I swear to God, he cleans his butt on my shirt. And I'm like, oh, you little shit. Like, literally. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. The other part, the other thing I thought was neat was the small little, it was like a square. It had a screen on it. And instead of, like, using the sweeps for, like, radio, it would say the words on the screen, like, oh, when they're yes. asking questions. Yes. That, that's, that was really cool. Yeah, that's a cool device, too. A- again, made by the same guy that makes the S- SLS camera, Bill Chapel. That's called a uh, Ovulus device. And so the Ovulus device, I'm, like, on the fence with it still. I haven't seen anything that completely, like, shocks me yet to, that makes me think that yeah. it's for real. But what it does is it has a word bank in it. And it picks up like atmospheric reading. So it picks up like temperature, EMF changes. It even picks up like shadow changes, light changes, you know, stuff like, like uh, it has a proximity sensor in it, all this kind of stuff. And supposedly they think that maybe the spirits can somehow manipulate these atmospheric changes. And based on that, the words spit out. So that one's tough, but yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, I hope this ghost is a techie. Exactly. Yeah. He's, th- he's thinking like, help me. And it's coming up fart. fart <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fart. Hopefully he was a virgin in his real life. So he knew how to do it and work that damn thing. <laughs> uh, sh- sorry to everyone in it. That's like, Hey, hey. <laughs> this guy, I'm going to go on Amazon and give him a one star review. I know. Right. We got a lot of those. So, oh, so it's interesting. Uh, you guys go there and you do, you break up, you do re- recordings of, you know, the place and going through all the things, but you did something a little bit crazy that, um, I was like, when you started doing, I'm like, no, no, is you guys started doing, um, well, you mess with Ouija boards, mm-hmm. you did calling of the corners mm-hmm. and, you're in a place where there could have been hostile spirits that, you know, could cause issues. So I'm asking you if you know you're stupid or, or, or not. I'm not, <laughs> Brent, I'm not stupid. We're just all white and that's what white people do. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. So literally you guys went there and, you know, this is a place where you've had issues with people have said that the entities can be aggressive mm-hmm. and talk about the calling of the corner. Some of you guys did to make the, the place more active now it's not something you had done before correct no i've i've never been a part of like what some would say you know like a rich ritualistic type things and it's not that i've ever just been a it's not that i'm opposed to them i mean it partly is because i'm scared but um i don't know i just i'm not like i'm more into like i want to see what the devices do 
But right, um, right, right. Alex from the group, he is like all into like occultist type things and rituals. And he he's read like, I mean, this dude has read like books like on all types of different like, you know, occult things. And I don't even know mm-hmm. where to begin. He's just read a bunch of shit. And, <laughs> and he said, we got a simple, we got a simple ritual we can perform if you guys want to see. And we're like, you know, no. <laughs> in the background. Yeah. Uh, me, you know, I watched the craft. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Keith were like, oh, I don't know about this, you know? And then, um, but they, he talked me into it because he reminded me, dude, you drove 22 hours. Uh, yeah. You might want to make something happen. So you drove 22 hours. Who doesn't want to unleash a demon on earth? Exactly. On. Yeah. Don't be a puss. Start the apocalypse. Don't, don't be a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, when we were done, I don't, in the movie, we left, we left it in the movie. But right after we were done with that and we went to the center, cause you have to go on each corner of the property and you, mm-hmm. um, you, uh, I can't remember what he said. He like, it's basically- like I call upon the, the spirit of the north, the south, whatever. I, I don't exactly remember exactly mm-hmm. what he said, but yeah, it's calling on those spirits for each corner. Yeah. And then, um, you put an offering and then in the middle of the, of the building, you find the center and then you put an offering there too. And I swear, I, I think I'm pretty sure we left it in the film, but you can't hear it very well. But in person, it was one of those things in person. It was so much louder. Like we just hear like this woman's voice, like coming from upstairs. I swear, dude. And as soon as he did that, I was like, what the hell did you do? Alex, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Instant regret. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So the other thing I want to talk about is one of the the people there that was with you's name was Steve. And he was, I don't want to say afflicted, but he, there was an entity there that was calling his name. And when you guys would refer to it, you bleeped out its name. Do you want to talk about that? What was that about? Yeah. So before we went and filmed, like really close to before we went and filmed, uh, we actually were in talks with a uh, production company and, uh, we had a story which was true, a hundred percent true. We found mm-hmm. out that a bunch of uh, me, me, Alex and Keith were a part of it. And then I guess Steve is now too because of the Madhouse situation. But there was this entity that seemed to be following uh, us three and a few others around. I don't want to say their names just because I don't know what type of involvement mm-hmm. they want. But um, and its name was Seven. And the the way we knew what its name was is because it would come through our ghost boxes frequently. That's when I was. That's what we discussed at the beginning of the show. I'm not going to say that. Like get you know, give excuse that that's what caused my life uh-huh. to be hard. But I definitely went through like a very deep, dark depression while I was like involved more heavily with this spirit. So I don't know like exactly what hand or what factor it played, but th- th- I think there's something to it personally. So outside of this, this is something that it has followed you and Steve and others in this group before outside of this, you've ran into it and it was there that night. You're saying, yes. And, um, the way we knew that it followed all of us was first off, we're all getting the same responses in our, in all of our sessions and we live in different States. So that was weird. And then, uh, right. Right. Yeah. And then another thing <laughs> that that's weird was, um, Steve would just sit and rock one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, yeah. three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, you know, nothing to, Hey, do you want to order or not? We're, we're getting food. <laughs> well, th- what I think happened was that Steve is balding very prematurely. And I think that he was trying to sell his soul for a nice piece of hair to grow on the top of his head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think that's, that's what's right. Happening. This this ghost was a Merkin dealer. In, uh, in his- <laughs> he met him at the crossroads, and he's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "Fame, fortune." He's like, "I want hair, man." <laughs> a mullet. <laughs> sweet. sweet They're coming back, dude. They're coming back. Uh, So this thing, though, it's negative, you're saying. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, one of the ways that it would I would show itself was uh, phantom water drops. Uh, that 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 happened to me that too in the same room that, it, that I'm talking to you in right now. It's happened to me before. I have had in my experience that I had before. That is the paranormal experience I had was the phantom water, mm. where I was sitting and I was with my wife and we heard the sound and I yelled at it and I got hit with water on my forehead. And she touched it, and my forehead's wet, and my mm-hmm. hair's wet. And I'm not going to lie to you, I about crap my pants. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird you know? sensation. Very, very weird. Because you can, like, like I know, like, since you went through it, you know, you can sw- – I mean, she touched – she felt water. I didn't have anybody else with me in the room when it happened. But mm-hmm. I swear, I wiped my nose. It landed on the tip of my nose. I wiped it. And I was like – I looked around. I'm like, dude, I don't know where that water came from. That was freaking weird. Yeah. Ours was in a house. You're not sweating. There's no pipes above me. There's no stain. Mm-hmm. It's not raining. You know, you go through everything you can do, and it's like, oh, my God. You know, yep. so yep. it's a thing. Is that an entity that you're still dealing with? Is that something that Steve's ran into again? Have you ran into or how's, how's that work? I think that it, it was powering up off of our uh, desire to speak with it and giving it attention. And I think that's what was make, cause honestly, after Madhouse, um, and then after, you know, some personal life things that happened, I decided, you know, I'm going to stop paying mind to the spirit and stop wanting to speak to it and trying to. Cause I would, mm-hmm. I was getting like obsessed to the point where I would be home, not even filming and just have my ghost box running, asking, talking to it, trying to get it to come and tell me what it wanted. Cause we were told by two separate psychics that don't even know each other that the reason why it was like lurking around us was because we're all tied together through this blood curse on our family lines. And this was told by two separate people in two different states that don't even know. Well, each that's other. fun. Yeah. And That's I'm like, awesome. great, great. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's insane. So it's like, not <laughs> only did I have talking about, yeah, not only did career. I have to grow up with a, with drug addict parents, I have to deal with a demon riding my back for their, my whole life. <laughs> what kind Man. of shit is that? <laughs> right? Like Yahtzee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The other thing that you guys mess with that I was like, Oh God, no, that's bad juju is you guys brought a devil's box in there which is a box anyone listening that you seal and it is full of mirrors Mm -hmm. so the top the bottom and all the sides are mirrors and that is something that they say it causes a portal Mm -hmm. uh, one might say and not usually good things come through those yeah (laughs) what i've been told it's um they have they have ones you can stand in too and they're called um it's a weird word i cannot think of the word right now uh Mm -hmm. hopefully it pops in my head but um yeah, it's a it's a weird sensation when you can stand in one because I've stood in one before. But yeah. we had a small, yeah, we had the small one and we placed a recorder in there, and that's right. when we caught that crazy EVP. Yeah, and you guys kept doing that. And it kept like, uh, so it, there was a small closet mm-hmm. in the place, and you guys put that in there, and uh, it seemed like it didn't want you in that room, and it didn't want the closet closed. Right? Is that if I'm remembering correctly? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So supposedly this room was. Uh, Belonged to a girl named Sarah, which I find it funny that the female, the little female girl ghosts are always named Sarah for some reason. I find that kind of funny. Well, back in the day, as my wife always says, there was like six names. Mm, Sarah, true. Emily, and like like every – she always talks about it because she watches like 1800s TV and British melodramas and stuff. And she's like, there's only like four names for women. It's so confusing. <laughs> yeah, so then they start reusing them and stuff. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, Sarah's the, the name back then, I guess. So – um and they don't know why she doesn't like want people in the room. And they say that if you leave the closet open, that, uh, 
that the activity in the building would like amp up. So of course we're like, let's open it. And it was strange because every time we started conducting sessions in that room, we would hear loud noises that drew us out of the room. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. happened like three or four times. I think it happened like once or twice that we didn't put in the film because it just like, okay, I think the viewers get the point, but yeah, right, right. it kept happening. It was weird, man. And like, I'm talking loud, like the, the, the banging sound that we would hear was like, uh, my clean jerks in the locker room at the, the gym was so loud. The banging was so loud. Uh, no, it was just like there was one point where something, it sounded like a dresser fell or something and we actually felt the vibration in the floor. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. Wow. Insanity. That place is insane. So what's your takeaway from it? Like you, you went through it, you stayed there. Well, the other thing I want to say too is you guys were, it, it was very active mm-hmm. and you were in there and you were going to do solo sessions and you kind of said, mm, no, I'm not going to, uh, because of all the things that are happening. What was your takeaway? Like what, like what's it like being there? Number one. Mm-hmm. And what's your takeaway? Well, we actually, uh, did solo sessions. You start, yeah, you cut them short. Yeah. Uh, over argument, uh, cause you guys didn't want to yeah. at first. Cause know? we were going to yeah. do a whole night alone. Right. And, um, well, after the four corners, I, I saw a hooded figure standing outside of the building at one of the four corner spot that we did. Um, and, and what's even weirder is that night, two other people saw the hooded figure that weren't there whenever I told my team that I saw it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And ever, and hoods are known to be evil. Yes, we know that, especially the white ones. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. No, that's crazy. When other people are like, did you see that? Like, that sounds like what I saw. Yeah, if you asked George Zimmerman, he probably would have shot it as soon as he saw. It. <laughs> so that's right. So, so you guys, you you started to do, and then uh, it was just a little too much for you. Yeah, we uh, we decided let's go ahead and do. I think we decided to do twenty minute sessions. <laughs> it went from all night to twenty minutes. I find that really <laughs> funny. And um, I think Steve did nine minutes, and Keith did thirteen minutes, and me and Alex finished it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. What's your what was your takeaway? You're leaving there, you guys. You know, you're sitting, you're talking. Mm-hmm. What what was your your opinion on the place and and where your head went and and would you do it again? Yeah, so I think uh, the underlying story to this documentary, uh, you know, besides the paranormal stuff, because I've been doing this since I was 14 and I'm 26 now, so the whole you know paranormal being real and stuff that's answered for me in my head personally. So that's not what I was going for. It was more, it was weird. It was like, it created like a brotherhood, like a bond, like a friendship bond. Like that was like the true story behind the documentary. And, um, it was pretty cool that, you know, we all met up ran, like not randomly, but we all met up and it's pretty random how we met online and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, we just clicked. Everything smooth went smooth. And, uh, now we, I mean, we're, we communicate on a daily basis almost all day, every day. So. It blows my mind that a chance meeting on FarmersOnly.com <laughs> to a paranormal uh, documentary. Which is so funny because I think you would actually find Alex on Farmers Only. <laughs> well, Alex doesn't have to be lonely. That's right. FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> they, need a, they need to pay you for that one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Where's my quarter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this isn't your only documentary. You got another one coming up. Let's shoot the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that. It's coming out very soon. And that's exciting. That's coming up on Hysteria 51.
my bell more because I actually, people are like, what happened to the bell? Why aren't you using the bell? I'm like, all right, well, we have bell fans. No one asks for more Brent, but they ask for more bell. <laughs> no, that's funny. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Your popularity is less than that yeah. of a sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I actually hit it right there. I think it was a draw. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's next? What's, what's your next, uh, venture you got going on? Yeah. So right now we are, um, currently, uh, Hitting the promotion road right now, doing a bunch of shows and talking about our new film called The Evil of Nowhere. You sent me links to the trailer, and I'll post those on Hysteria Nation so everyone can come and watch them. Cool. And yeah, so so what's the what's what's this place about? What's this? The Evil of Nowhere is based on a location in northern Kentucky called Benton Farmhouse. It's an old farmhouse that literally in the middle of nowhere and. Uh, the thing that really drew us to this location was the physical things that we hear, we heard happening there. Um, Alex has been there before. Uh, I think he's been there more than mm-hmm. once, actually. So he really said this place would make for a cool documentary. And it, it's so opposite of Madhouse because of Madison Seminary because it's so much smaller. It's just a small right. farmhouse, two, you know, two stories, has a basement and has an attic. The history behind it is just like, uh, it was on a Native American land. It was once like the community's like small hospital. So a doctor performed like surgeries there and stuff. So possibly, you know, a lot of deaths there. Well, it's such the case with these small areas like that. Like everything is multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, it just served a lot of different points in its, in its, uh, tenure, I guess. And, uh, now it sits and they kind of use it as like an attraction for the, kids in the local area and stuff and they come and they have animals there and the whole time we were filming there was a donkey like the whole time like super loud <laughs> randomly in the middle of the night uh so it's like Church a legit farm <laughs> yeah. you jackass <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's uh, yeah man so when you go to do one of these how do you psych yourself up Man, it just, I have such a natural draw and passion for this stuff that the whole ride there, it's all I can think about almost. And, uh, I'm talking about it. And another big aspect besides the paranormal, you know, investigating part, which is obviously like the most important part, but, uh, close second is, you know, filming. I love filming. I love, uh, right. creating shots. And this, this one I edited and, um, I, uh, I'm super excited for everybody to see it That's because why it's so much better. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no shade to Keith. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, no, it's a, it's a lot, it was a lot of fun to edit. And, uh, you know, Keith made Madhouse and it was like so freaking good. And when it came out, I said, and we already agreed I was going to do the second one. I was like, shit. And now mm. I, the pressure, I felt the pressure. So I did my best. So hopefully people enjoy it. But, um, so I had some inspiration for this film from like the old two early two thousands uh, paranormal shows like um, the scariest places on earth and uh, uh-huh. haunted live which was like an old British show the way those mm-hmm. were shot and stuff that was kind of where I drew my inspiration from. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah. What is your favorite show? If you had to pick one that you it has been on now or or in the past, what do you like? These guys do it right. I like it or girls or whoever. You know, I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this. But I really enjoy Ghost Adventures. It's honestly my favorite really? show. Yeah. And it's, it's, I know that it's entertaining. And I guess because I'm on this side of it, I understand that sometimes, and I'm going to say this, I'm, I'm, I'm a true, I try to be as honest, as truthful as a person. I don't fake, uh, evidence and mm-hmm. I don't fake experiences, but, um, 
you know, when the camera's on, you do kind of have to be a little over, you know, a little more dramatic than usual because right. you have to make it fun and entertaining for, because what we do, if it's very long, drawn out, it can get boring really fast. So right, you have right, to make absolutely. it right. You know, eye catching and fun. And so, um, I, that's why I like their show. And, and, you know, I know people that work with them. Like, I, you know, I'm not trying to sound cool, but <laughs> no, but yeah, like I know of people that have worked with them. I know people that like still work with them. And, you know, they all say the same thing that the evidence is legit. They don't fabricate any of the evidence and it's, it's entertainment as well. So we have to keep that yeah. in mind. So that, that's why I enjoy it. The one that always stuck out with me, I really enjoyed and I have no background on if it's real vague or anything like that. I just really enjoyed it for the entertainment sake was dead files. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Dead Files was, they had a uh, uh, spirit medium and a former New York homicide detective. Both would investigate a place and then they'd come together and share their information. Mm-hmm. I always really dig that one. I think it's still on. I, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, I think it but, is. Yeah. Travel Channel is like all paranormal shows. Right? I have a friend that just got a show called Ghost Loop. His name's Chris Califf. Shout out. It comes out uh, the day before our movie drops. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... um. Uh, I think his show is based on like residual hauntings, but, uh, but yeah, Travel Channel is exploding with paranormal shows. That's all they have on there right now. It's crazy. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, you know, history became the aliens, travel became the paranormal. It's awesome that those places have a place to be. I know. I think so too. Where can everyone find all of your stuff, your, your podcast, your, your uh, documentaries, everything? Where's the place to go? Yeah. So, um, if you want to listen to Not Today Satan podcasts, the best place to find it is just on any major podcast outlet. We, you know, we like probably the ones where you can find Hysteria 51, you know, iTunes mm-hmm. and Google mm-hmm. Play, Stitcher, all the big ones. And then, uh, we also do have a video version on YouTube for those of you that want to watch it. And the last episode was really interesting because we interviewed a guy that looks for child predators online, meets up with them and then like puts, like puts them on blast. So oh, wow. uh, that was a really interesting <laughs> conversation. Really cool guy. So that was a yeah. good one. Um, so if you want to find it there again, the Not Today Satan podcast. And then if you want to find any of my paranormal films, um, they're going to be on Amazon. Madhouse is already on Amazon. So if you just look mm-hmm. for Madhouse, a paranormal documentary, and then the Evil of Nowhere comes out December 28th. And if you want to keep uh, in touch with it, I guess, and follow it, go to Facebook and just follow the Evil of Nowhere uh, page. Now, you guys at home listening, you'll know when JP really makes it big when they start doing porn parodies of all his documentaries yes i cannot wait i hope they let me star in them too <laughs> like mad horror a pornographic <laughs> documentary and stuff like that and what's funny is when you say mad horror it works because there was it was all women in the seminary so that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> well jb thank you so much for being on here and uh, taking your time to tell us about stuff that i think a lot of people would love to do but number one they don't have an entry to it or number two when it comes down to it uh, they probably chicken out yeah it's it's a lot of fun and if people want to go out and give it a try i know there's a lot of you know places in different states that do public events where you can buy like a you know ticket for like 30 to 50 bucks and there's like a big group of people mm-hmm. so it's less it's less intimidating because there's a lot of people and then once you get that experience under your belt then you can start maybe forming your own team and going out and doing this on your own yeah even the local little watering hole that lisa and i do uh, once every couple months they do a thing called spirits with spirits mm-hmm. you go in you have some drinks and they have a woman that does investigations she comes in and talks and tells you what it's about and things like that and it's fun and it's kind of a nice little 
soft entry into that world. Yes. I would say is the best way to put it. It's just you know, the tip. Not the, yes. You're, you're not standing inside of a Satan's toy box or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, exactly. or calling the, the corners, but it's, uh, it, it is a fun thing to do. So again, everyone, make sure you check out everything and give him a five star review because he, 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 they, they put their heart and soul into these things and it's well worth it. And I hope you guys really enjoy the shows. And JP, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And real quick, if I can say something, you said the five star review. I really appreciate yeah. that because we got a lot of low reviews because people thought it was a horror film based on the, uh, the way it was categorized on Amazon by and, being called a documentary. That makes sense. Right. So they thought it was a horror <laughs> film and they're like, nothing happens in this movie. Nobody dies. We literally had one of those comments. So please yeah. watch the movie for what it is. And then we do want, you know, honest opinions and reviews. So we appreciate that. Absolutely. Well, JP, until next time, let's not make it two years. No. And a month. No, no, we can't. <laughs> we got to do it soon. Months. So we'll make it 23 months this time. How's that sound? That's it. I'll just take over for John. How's that sound? <laughs> there you go. That's, that sounds perfect. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good night. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.